0: This is Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at Anchor.fm and the Anchor app. What's up, everybody? This is Bobby Vale here at the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I want to share with you guys a great deal that I have for you. You guys know I collect a lot of diecasts and a lot of NASCAR apparel. So where do I go to get all my stuff? Well, I deal with my friends Brent and LaDonna over at CircleBDieCast.com. They have all the latest race win diecast. They even have this past race we- uh, weekend's race win on the website right now. So go check it out. Crew Chief's Corner has a discount code for all of our listeners if you go in the promo code box, so let's say you order this past weekend's race win diecast, you use Coochie's Corner all one word, you get five dollars off all U.S. continental orders over thirty dollars or more. It's a great deal, even today, five bucks off shipping. I mean, shipping's gone through the roof, so go check out my friends Brent and Ladonna over at CircleBDiecast.com. Use my promo code Coochie's Corner. You get five bucks off your shipping order. All U.S. orders over 30 bucks. You get $5 off your shipping costs. So go check them out. Let them know we sent you. Order away at your favorite Race Win Diecast. And it doesn't have to be Race Win Diecast. It could be whatever diecast you want. They have stuff in stock from probably last year and years past. They have all the stuff on pre-order for this current season as well. So go check it out. CircleBDieCast.com. Let them know I sent you. All right, what is up, everybody? This is by here, Crew Chief Corner Podcast, coming to you with season four. I believe this is going to be like episode. I don't even remember now at this point, but um, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, a ton to talk about this episode. I don't even know if we're going to have enough time to talk about everything if there's that much to discuss. But we're going to start at the top where I think everybody wants me to start, which is the media deal. Um, so yesterday, NASCAR announced a new seven-year 7.7 billion billion with a b dollar deal that gets um basically all the um all the coverage to four broadcast partners uh Fox and NBC are both returning they're going to get 14 out of the 38 races each so they're going to have 28 races um Amazon Prime is going to have five races, and we'll discuss this in a little bit. Um, They will have five races. They'll have the first five races right after Fox's portion of the season is over. Then right after Amazon Prime is the other new, well, it's not really a new, it's a returning partner, but it's a new company that owns them. So it's Turner Broadcasting, which is a division of uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is going to Come back. So TNT used to be a part of NASCAR. They were, um, they were with the series. I want to say until twenty fourteen, and then they got taken out by by some of the realignment when NBC came in um, and ESPN and all that. Like some of the shuffling happened, and then Fox ended up with the TNT races and put those on FS one. So essentially, that midsummer stretch that we're gonna have this year is those six races are going to be part of the um, stretch that's going to be taken away. And then there's essentially those six races, five out of those six are going to go right to Amazon. And then one of those races that, that ends up on FS1 is going to end up with TNT. And then there's uh, four additional races that are currently on NBC or USA. That's going to end up on, um, on TNT. So it's, it's a, it's a 10 race slate that they have essentially carved out of the middle of this schedule. So that's going to, for some people it's going to make it a little more difficult. And for some people it's just, it's, it's really not going to be a problem. You know, I would say for the majority of fans out there, it's, it's really not a big issue. Um, you know, the TNT side of things won't be a big issue. Um, the bigger issue is the streaming and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, with, with all that, because I know there's a lot of people. I want me to go on and on and on about streaming, and there's a lot of discussion out there. There was a ton of discussion yesterday about it. There's been a lot today too about it. Um, you know, as a re, as I'm recording the podcast episode, a lot of people have, you know, have differing opinions of it. So, realistically, the biggest, I would say, the biggest thing that is a challenge with it is the fact that there's a lot of people that feel NASCAR is alienating a fan base. And what I will say to the folks that feel like NASCAR is alienating a fan base is that some of these people that feel like they're being alienated are people that are the quote unquote legacy fan. The people that have been fans of NASCAR for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, who generally complain about everything nascar does with with whatever they do they're the same it's the same fan base it's the same fan base that complains about the chase or the playoffs whatever they want to call it because they call it 18 different things um it's the same fan base that complains about why we don't go to dover twice a year why we don't go to michigan twice a year it's you can call them traditionalists. You can call them leg- legacy fans. You can you can call them whatever you want, but they're, they're, they are the traditionalists in the sense of they want NASCAR to, to always be on, on major mainstream TV, which it has not been on mainstream TV exclusively in decades. Okay, you want to go back to the glory days of the 90s. Well, guess what? In the glory days of the 90s, the races were CBS, TNT, TBS, and ESPN and i would like to remind those of you that are the traditionalist fans that are listening to this podcast and i know there's not a lot of you but for those of you that are the traditionalists or the legacy fans what you need to remember is that 25 years ago 30 years ago how hard was it to get espn espn in most cases was a premium channel and it still is in some parts of this country so you were able to survive that situation and watch your races and you figured it out. NASCAR is going to streaming for five races a year. You will figure it out. Okay. There's a lot of ways that you could watch Amazon prime. There's a lot of ways you could do it. A lot of people have said, well, I can't afford it. Okay. Valid, right? Valid question. There are programs out there. If, you qualify for certain government assistance, Amazon will honor that. So if you're on like food stamps, you're on you're getting Medicaid, um, there are other programs that they recognize as well Amazon does. They will knock down your Amazon prime payment to $699 a month. So all of a sudden, that $14.99 a month that most people think they're paying is now $6.99 a month. And for those of you that are complaining about $15 a month, there is a way you can pay cheaper than $15 a month. If you pay $139 once a year, you will have Amazon Prime for an entire year, which if you do the math, it if you divide it by 12, it's $11 and 58 cents a month. Okay, so there are streaming platforms out there that you will pay more than $11 and 58 cents a month for. I know it. Okay. So you can say whatever you guys want, but it isn't the worst thing in the world. The next thing that was brought up a lot, why well, don't I have internet access? There's a lot of ways you can get internet access these days. You have T-Mobile has a, a package. Um, you know, most of your cell phone companies will will give you internet. If you need internet, you can get internet through your, your cell phone companies. Um, I know... My wife's parents, they have internet through their cell phone company for the house. There, There there is options out there. I can't afford it. Okay, well, just like I just laid out, Amazon Prime, you can get discounts. You can get government assistance on your internet. So there is ways that you can get your Amazon Prime races. And not pay a fortune for it. Now I saw a an article by a, a a different group, and you know they said, well, you know, to watch the Amazon Prime races, it, it, it was going to cost the average fan between sixty three dollars a month and one hundred and two dollars a month. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, for myself, if I went out and bought a T-Mobile internet router. Paid the fifty dollars a month for that. Bought Amazon Prime, paid one hundred and thirty nine dollars for the year. I'm at sixty. I'm at sixty uh, one fifty eight a month. Now I don't know if the fifty dollars includes the fees or not. So even if you say add ten percent for fees, make it fifty five dollars a month plus the twelve dollars a month. We're talking sixty seven dollars a month for those races, right? If you think about it, if you already have internet, whether it's through your cell phone provider or whether it, it is through, you know, your 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 home, you're you're paying for internet somewhere along the line, somehow. Most people are. So it, it, it's not it's not far-fetched, you know, to say that you know you're just paying for one subscription. And I understand the fan that wants to say well there's, you know, two damn man there's too many damn you know subscription services. You are the one that subscribes to them all. No one's putting a gun to your head and say, "Hey, you got to subscribe to all 25 or 30 whatever the amount of streaming services there are out there. I have picked and chose which ones I like. And uh, and and I'll tell you, I'll be 100% transparent. I pay for five of them. And I just did the math in my head this morning. It's around 55 56 dollars a month just for the streaming subscriptions that i have okay so i'm gonna add amazon prime to it not the end of the world so now if you add that in it was 55 a month i i figured out now you add another 11 58 to it so we're at 66 58 we just looked it up with with my parents if they got amazon i mean not amazon if they got youtube tv the base YouTube TV package is $72.99 a month, $72.99 a month. And you can have, then you'll have your, your, your TNT, your YouTube. Um, I mean, uh, you'll have your TNT, you have your USA, you'll have your FS1 and you'll still have NBC and Fox, right? You'll have all the races. And then for that 1158 more a month for $83 a month, they, they already have internet that they're paying for. So they're, they're going to be set. They're going to be fine. You know, they're going to be fine with, with that. But the cord cutting is the, is the reason why NASCAR is going streaming. And this was something we talked about a lot the last time I brought this subject up was cord cutting. And, and how popular it has become in this country. There are millions of people that have gotten rid of either DirecTV, DISH, or cable, and have gone to streaming. It, it's, it's happening all over the country and i hate to say it but we are in a society where it's you know we're going to dictate as as consumers we're going to dictate what's going to be the best in the market right that's how capitalism works you 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 basically you know leave it up to the people and we're going to weed out the weaker streamers and and eventually it'll it'll come to there'll be a group of people that will have streaming apps and and you'll go to whether it's youtube or you just go a la carte or whatever that that the streaming industry will figure itself out kind of like how some of these other things have figured themselves out. At the end of the day, NASCAR needs to go where the fans are. And again, the legacy fan thinks that NASCAR is alienating them and, and they're not They They really aren't because if you have, if you're a traditional fan and you pay for your cable TV, you will still be able to watch 33 out of the 35, uh, 38 races next season. I mean in 2025 that's pretty damn good and 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 again i'm talking about my situation i can watch 33 out of 38 races right now no problem i just signed up for prime so i'm going to be golden for 2025. the um the thing that we have is we have very basic maybe it's like a one additional package above basic cable but i have all the channels that nascar is going to be on in 2025, in there, okay, and I had an Amazon Prime. So, so realistically, it's only added another eleven dollars and fifty eight cents to to the to the pie. I've trimmed way back on other things. That now that eleven dollars fifty eight cents ain't gonna be a problem. And that's and that's where I think some of you got to realize that. Amazon was never gonna go make a TV channel and put themselves on regular TV. It's just not happening. The only way you can watch Thursday night football on a regular television today, and I mean regular, like regular free TV, is if your home team, your home market team is playing a Thursday night game. Then it ends up on TV because of the way the NFL contract is. NASCAR's contract doesn't state this. But it is the way the NASC, the NFL contract is, they have to put the game on, an, on a national uh, television. So in that case, they only do it in the home markets. They don't, they don't go and, you know, like if, if you're a Giants fan, you will be able to watch the Giants Thursday night game on, on Fox 5. The Jets just played a couple weeks ago on, on uh, Black Friday, right? This past week, the game was available on Fox 5 in the New York, New Jersey metro area. And it just, it was the same thing down in Miami. You could go watch a TV. I don't know what channel it was on, but it was on regular Miami, you know, regular TV. NASCAR is not going to do that, but NASCAR has never done that. NASCAR has never put themselves on a national TV only schedule. It hasn't never been that way. You know, yes, they used to be on CBS. Great. They're not on CBS anymore. They haven't been on CBS since uh, 2000. What do you want? What do you want? You know, oh, they don't put enough races on Fox. Do you remember 2001 at all? If you really truly go back and look at 2001, you will realize that NASCAR turned around and had races on FX. They're, they had practice and qualifying on some of their other properties, uh, Fox Sports did. and And they had it like on their regional networks, like it was all over the place. So again, people forget NBC used to have races on TNT, they have races, they have, uh, now they have races on USA Today, I mean on USA. They have, um, USA Today was never a TV network, just just me rambling, but um, you know, they had NBC Sports Network, which a lot of people don't like. At the end of the day, NASCAR is doing what is best for the majority of people. And it's not going to appease everyone. And obviously, like I said, there's a bunch of legacy fans out there that are are bitching and complaining about it. And I understand a lot of it. I get it. But at the end of the day, you're not the fan they need to be listening to. And I know that that's going to come across harsh. It's going to come across brash. Someone's going to be mad that I even said it. But it has to be this way. Because I got news here. There's 158 million people that pay for Amazon Prime. There are 70 million people in this country that pay for cable TV. They're doubling their exposure by going to Amazon Prime. Facts. And if they get a 10th of that additional double, that's going to be a huge number. Actually, someone told me the amount of people that are subscribed to cable in the US is equal to the amount of people that are subscribed to Amazon Prime in the US. So the argument of they're gonna lose people. Oh, really now? They're gonna lose people, okay. Amazon Prime, you can get all across the world. You can get Amazon Prime. You can be a member of Prime Video anywhere in the world. We have unlocked a big potential for NASCAR. A potential that most Legacy fans do not understand. And that's okay. That's okay. Because I don't expect them to know, understand it. I don't expect them to understand why these five races is not the end of the world. You figured it out 25 years ago when ESPN was a premium channel. You figured it out when, you know, <laughs> you know the internet came out. You figured out how to get the internet. Might have cost you a little bit extra. Might have took you some time to get it. But you figured it out. There's gonna be ways that you can figure out how to get Amazon prime races. You might have to, like I said, you might have to, to go look through and see if there's government assistant programs that you may or may not qualify for. And if you don't qualify for them, there's a lot of other avenues to get Amazon prime. I wasn't even aware of this, but apparently you could watch Amazon prime events on Twitch, which again, if you have the internet, you can download Twitch for free, it costs you nothing outside of whatever you pay for your internet there are ways around everything and again it is the legacy ends that are complaining the loudest and again it doesn't surprise me because it, it, it it's it's the same group of people i and i and i've said this before and i feel like i'm repeating myself 20 times here it's the same people that complain about the stage racing. It's the same people that complain about the playoffs. It's the same people that complain about the next-gen car. It's the same people that complain about um, every little thing that NASCAR does. It's its one group of people that constantly complain all the damn time. And, and I said it. It's the legacy fan. The legacy fan is triggered hard by this streaming. And, I mean, I, I said it. I've said what I had to say, as far as I'm concerned, you're either going to get the streaming or you're not. And I don't feel like NASCAR owes it to you to go out there and say, yeah, let's put all the races on national TV when we haven't done it in 30 years. (laughs) You know, I mean, you, you weren't able to get every single race on, on, on antennas, you weren't. And the people that are trying to tell you, you could are crazy you know it just it just isn't possible you know it, it just some, some like i said you can't make everybody happy and and i think that you know people are going to have to come to that grip there are other ways to to watch nascar you can you know some people have said that, listen i'll just listen to, to the races on the radio you could you get serious uh, serious Sir, xm radio it's a satellite so it doesn't really matter where you live it's a satellite you can get coverage i mean hell if you really are that had that hard of a time getting internet. There is Starlink. I mean, Starlink is is not cheap, but Starlink exists. It's out there. Like I said, it's not cheap to get in the equipment installed. I think it's like a six hundred dollar installation. But it does exist. It might be an option for you. So, so for those of you that want to complain and 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 be legacy fans. There's avenues out there. You just got to explore them and you got to figure out which one works for you. Like I said, I would check out your cell phone provider. I would check out and see what, what you can get for hotspots, what you can get home internet. I mean, there's home internet deals out there. Like I said, uh, T-Mobile has them. I know Verizon's doing it. Um, I know you can get some through other platforms. I believe AT&T may or may not, they have hotspots, but I don't know if they have like an actual home internet solution. I know they're working on it, but haven't really heard anything solid about that because that's who all of a I have. We have AT&T, but you know, you can get high speed internet. It's like I said, it's really up to the person and I get it. It's, it, it's, it's your life. It's you're the one that's got to pay the bill. I understand that at the end of the day, but the, the, the issue isn't NASCAR screwing you. NASCAR is doing what they feel is best for the consumer and obviously best for their wallets because it's, it, it all, it always boils down the money, right? It's always about the money. And NASCAR tracks are doing better than they have in decades. I mean, we've had sellouts at places. We haven't had sellouts in 10, 12 years. So, I think the momentum that NASCAR is building is huge, and they just got a forty a forty percent revenue increase in this TV deal. Forty percent—that's huge. They went from like eight hundred and fifty-two million dollars a year to one point one billion billion a year. They're going to make seven point seven billion dollars over the course of this deal. One point one billion a year that makes it one of the tier one sports categories properties in this country. But NASCAR's dying. That's what the legacy fan tells me. NASCAR's dying. It died with Dale. Okay. If that's what you want to say. Um, boy, there's a lot of arguments I've been hearing too. I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, this makes it a second rate sport because we're on streaming and this, that, and the other. Okay. The NFL is on set uh, streaming right now. Um, if you pay for NFL ticket, guess what? You got to have YouTube TV to get NFL ticket now. That's a streaming service. Before that, it was on DirecTV, so you had to get satellite dish for that, right? Um, let's see, um, MLB, the Yankees play on Amazon Prime at least once a week. Um, MLB also is on Apple TV once a week. Baseball games are not always on Fox. They are on FS1 at least once the twice a week cable channel. Um realistically the only NFL games you get on a national television is your local home team will be on like a Fox or a CBS or yeah, Fox or CBS. Um depending what conference they are and all that. Um you'll get a late game that alternates each week between CBS or Fox. And then you get a Sunday night game, Thursday night, if you have Prime, and then Monday night, which is on ESPN. So, you know, one person said, you know, yeah, but you get, you know, you get at least one game on, on a national network, okay? One game. We're not talking about the full, you know, eight, nine, 10 games a week that are played. That is, you have all access to, you don't, it doesn't exist. You got to pay extra money for that. And you get YouTube TV, which is a streaming service. So I just, it just doesn't compute. It just doesn't compute when I get people that are trying to make the argument of NASCAR owes it to them that they should get all the races on national television because it's a free network. I love the word free free is such a you know we could sit here and go 20 minutes about talking about free because you and I both know that anything that is called free ain't free in this world and I had someone try to argue that that point with me today about free TV they're like well yeah it's over the air it's free okay you had to buy the antenna right antenna costs you money right it ain't free pal You plug you you plug your TV and, and, and you turn it on. That that's all that that you need electricity to generate that, right? That costs you money. You have to pay for the TV. That costs you money. Um at night you gotta turn the lights on so you could probably watch the TV. More electricity. More money. So your quote unquote free TV channel that you're trying to tell me. Um, didn't cost you anything, cost you a lot of money, a lot more money than you, than you think. So spit, so chew on that one, pal. I had somebody, I mean, <laughs> just some of this stuff today has been absolutely ridiculous. I've been getting, I've been having people that tell me, you know, I hate streaming, but I have all the streaming services. <laughs> so, so if you hate it, why do you pay for it? <laughs> you know, like, I like just, some of the arguments are just absolutely, I mean, it's just like people. They cannot admit that they're wrong and that this is probably one of the greatest moves that NASCAR's made in the last three decades. They're actually not behind the times on something for once. It's amazing. It's a miracle that NASCAR is getting with something. Technology, it's an amazing thing. I just, uh, I just, I can't. And, and, and listen, I, I I know that there's a lot of fans out there have been NASCAR fans for 50, 60 years are loyal. They want to, they want to continue to watch the sport, but you know, over those 50 or 60 years, if you really sit there and think about it, you've had to make a lot of changes over those 50 or 60 years, right? You know, you used to have, you used to be able to go to two races a year because races were a little bit cheaper. Um, now you might only go to one or two because you know, the price of tickets are a little bit higher. The price of gas is higher. The price of, you know, camp and or get a hotel room is higher. Um, so some people have cut their long weekends down to two two days, maybe one day. Um, price of gas. Maybe that trip that you used to take to Richmond, took you five and a half hours, you don't make any more because, you know, you can go to Dover and Pocono and just see two races a year and, hey, you pocket the rest of that money now. Things change, priorities change, I get it but you already had to make changes in your life over those 40 or 50 years to continue to watch NASCAR. You had to probably get ESPN in your cable package cuz it probably didn't come with it. I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot you know, there's a lot of things that people do and they just do it. But you know, people hate change. I've said it before, I'll say it again. People hate change. And the fact that NASCAR is making them change a part of their life they lose their minds over it, it's. It's the same thing I deal with all the time in my my other job. You know, we we do we 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 move a product in in a store, and it, instead of being in let's say aisle one, it's in aisle four now. People lose their goddamn minds that that you moved it to aisle four. Well, why would you do that? That's such a horrible thing. Well, guess what you moved it from aisle one to aisle four so that now you have to go through the other three aisles to find the product and the chances of you buying something else, because now that product that used to be in aisle one is in aisle four has increased by probably 25 to 30%. People just don't get it. And I just sit here and say, it's the way of the world guys. We will talk more about this exciting topic of NASCAR media. And, uh, you know, the streaming changes because we got nothing really else to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. We got a lot to talk about here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. On the other side, we will talk about RFK. RFK played me good, man. Does It takes a lot to get me to, to screw something up as big as I did. But we'll admit it. We'll admit our mistake. And we'll come clean on it. We'll tell you what happened. On the other side of the break here, the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Bobby here from the Crew Chief's Corner Podcast. Just want to let you guys know that you can go check out all the latest race news, race recaps, entry lists, point standings, whatever you guys are looking for. It's all on our website, thecrewchief.net. Check it out. We update it as often as we can. We have, like I said, entry lists on there. There's race recaps. There's uh, point standings. You want to find out what, what sponsor your favorite driver has this weekend. All the latest news and information is right there on TheCrewChief.net. It is your portal to the world of NASCAR news, and uh, be sure to check it out. Once again, that's TheCrewChief.net. You can even listen to The Crew Chief's Corner podcast right on the website. Check it out, guys. All right, we are back here on The Crew Chief's Corner podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. We are now going to – well, I I guess we should – wrap up my thoughts on this media deal, because I really didn't do that. I kind of just was talking about all the people, the legacy fans that were losing their flipping minds over stuff. And I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't really say what I wanted to say about the media deal. So here here's my final takeaway. I think this is a great deal for NASCAR. I think it's huge that we have great media partners. I think it's great that we're gonna have Two new ones join the fold on the cup side of things. We have a brand new season-long partner with uh, the CW that is going to happen in 2025. They're going to take over what's now known as the Xfinity Series. I'll give you my opinion on that in a minute too. Um, I just, I just think, guys, we're 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 in a good spot. NASCAR is, NASCAR is strong. It's healthy. They are doing some amazing things when it comes to getting the the product out to people that don't get to watch nascar right now they brought it to chicago everybody and their mother and brother complained about chicago it's going to be a total epic failure it's going to be the biggest failure nascar's ever had it, it was not a big failure actually a lot of people enjoyed that race and it was a fun event to be at I know someone's gonna say, but it poured. Okay, it rained. It's rained at a lot of tracks last year. Hopefully we have better weather this year. But I think by and large, most people were excited that we had a guy, Shane Van Gisbergen come out and win in a one-off cup ride. That was exciting. That was something we haven't seen before. That's what NASCAR's gotta do. They gotta make it where you get fans hooked by, hey, you know, you had a guy come from V8 supercars, a a guy that not a lot of people have heard of before. Frankly, I never even know who the hell SVG was before that race um, in Chicagoland was anyhow. That's what NASCAR is trying to do. And NASCAR knows that there is a market out there that's clamoring for this, and they just got to get it there. Whether it's international, whether it's people have cut the cords years ago that, you know, have to watch NASCAR on all kinds of weird streaming apps because, you know, they don't want to pay for any of it and they jailbreak their Amazon fire sticks. I know that you you exist out there. Those people do exist out there. I probably know a couple um, that are listening to this podcast that do that. But I just, I'm telling you now, it is so refreshing to see that NASCAR is trying things. We're not the traditional NASCAR that goes to places like Michigan twice a year, Dover twice a year, um, Pocono twice a year, and, and we're we're close-minded. I like that NASCAR's leadership is willing to take a risk, willing to go to a city that has not had a race in downtown ever in its history um, like what we put on this past year. I like that NASCAR's willing to do things like that. I like that NASCAR is willing to be creative and put us on a a network like the CW, which is available via a free streaming app or over the air on certain broadcast channels all across this country. That is what makes me proud of NASCAR. The NASCAR of today, the NASCAR of 10, 15 years ago wouldn't have done this. The NASCAR that the legacy fan wants back so badly Did so many things that just blew your flipping mind every week. But this NASCAR doesn't do that. There are some things with this NASCAR that absolutely make me cringe. Like the officiating at points. There are times where I'm like, can we be consistent with the goddamn rule book for one week? For actually, I'm sorry, not one week for a whole freaking year, be consistent on it. There are some things that blow my mind, but there are some things that are just flipping cool. And them going to Prime, them coming up with this qualifying package. We didn't even talk about this yet. Practice and qualifying is going to be on, on Amazon Prime in the first half of the year. With the exception of the All-Star Race, the Clash, and the Daytona 500. Those, are, those practice and qualifying sessions will be on Fox, whether it's FS1 or, you know, whatever. That will be on Fox the rest are going to be on Amazon prime. So get ready. If you want to watch practice and qualifying this year, I mean, next year in the in 2025, when I mean next year, I talking about 2025, this current season is going to be 2024, 2025. You're going to have to have Amazon prime to watch practice and qualifying anyhow. So if you want to see that for the NASCAR cup series, you're going to have to, you're going to have to have Amazon prime for that. Okay. Second half of the season. It's all going to be on True TV and if you have Max, you can stream it on Max. It'll be on there, but it's going to be on True TV. So, half the year you're going to need to have your Amazon Prime subscription for at least so you could watch the five races plus all the practice and qualifying the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, you can just watch it on True TV if you get True TV. If you don't get True TV and you have a subscription to Max in whenever they turn on the pricing for what bleacher report add-on will be on max and you'll know how much that's going to cost you. But you can watch practice and qualify on true TV. If you get that in your, t- in, in your package. And as I said, I, I have a, a package that's like one step above basic and it has, it has true TV in it and it has TNT and it has USA. And I have FS1, I have, You know obviously fox and nbc but i can watch pretty much half of the year practice i in qualifying i can watch um 33 out of 38 cup races and i can watch all 23 truck races and i can watch all 33 xfinity races so um (laughs) you know it's it's out there you just might have to figure it out um but we'll we'll get off of that but yeah I mean there's there's some really interesting comments um on social if, if you guys are are interested in hearing some of the legacy fans what they want to say just just go on Facebook you, you you'll any any Facebook group you'll find um the legacy fans complaining about everything and and, and listen I'm not trying to make this a, a, a us against them kind of thing because it's a, that's not what it is at the end of the day I know we all love nascar right that's why we're we listen to this podcast I just I just don't understand when you know a sport has to make a change because of money, because of trying to reach fans that have cut the cord. Um, things are different today. I mean, you know, someone was trying to make the argument with me about self checkout. Like I don't go to a store if they have self checkout. I <laughs> I want to sit there and say, where do you shop then? Yeah. You know, Walmart has self checkouts in every freaking Walmart I've ever been in has a self-checkout at some point in time, they have self-checkouts, right? Target has self-checkouts. So you ain't shopping at Target. Like, where are you going? I mean, outside of your mom and pop stores, which by and large, there's a lot less of them today than there has been, you know, before, um, just because, you know, pricing, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a big thing. And it's the, the reason why the self-checkout exists versus why people are going to, why businesses like the NFL, MLB, NASCAR, NHL, uh, why people, why those businesses are going to streaming, they're two separate things. The self-checkout exists because of the cost of labor. Okay. You know, this is the thing, and this is an economic thing that, I mean, this goes way beyond what the scope of this podcast is, but we're in the off-season, so there's not like a hell of a lot else we're going to talk about. We have a couple other things I want to get to, but the self-checkout is because of the higher cost of living in most areas, in the higher wages. You raise wages, the jobs tend to go away, and that's an economic study that's been proven over this over time, over time, right? The thing that blows my mind is that the the sport – the sports leagues are not going to streaming because they want to, it's going because they have no choice. Amazon's willing to fork out a fortune for TV property. Apple is willing to fork out tons of money for streaming property. And so is every other basic broadcast network out there right now. They're all trying to get their slice of the pie to make you want to subscribe to them because it's instead of now it being the television providers and the cable networks and direct tv dish they are now going right to the consumers and saying this is why you need to have us this is why you need to pay for us that's where the future is going and you know back in the the early 2000s when cbs would put races on you know um Actually, CBS never had a sister channel that they would throw a race on. It's kind of like Turner Broadcasting when they used to have um, TBS. You know, they could put a race on TNT or a race on on TNN because I think TNN and TBS used to be, or maybe it wasn't. T- it was TBS and TNT have been related forever, right? Um, they could put a race on on either one, but it was interesting that when like. The new deal came out. It was TNT that took the races on and they didn't keep them on TBS. Even though it was still Turner, they didn't, they, they kind of were like, no, 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 no. We're going to put the races on TNN or TNT, which made it interesting because I thought TBS would have been a better fit because they'd been on TBS for years and years and years and years, but that's not what they did. Um, and, and the thing is, is that with the 2001 deal we saw like FF, FX get involved. Right. And that was a thing that a lot of people had a problem with that because I don't get FX, you know, I don't get FX, you know, Um, but people figured it out. And the reason why the media companies were going that way was because they were like, hey, we need to get we need to make more revenue to pay for this, all this, all this stuff that we have, you know, like all these sports, you know, properties want all this money. NASCAR wanted a lot of money. The NFL wanted their share of that money and more. So, as those rates and those revenues had to come from somewhere, what TV company, what TV providers were doing was, you know, they were having to pay more. So what happened is, you know, uh, CBS, you know, is like, hey, we gotta get, get stuff funneled into, you know, our other stuff. So, you know, now you see CBS, you know, has uh, basketball games, you know, uh, with Turner to get, you know, Turner has a little piece of the NCAA tournament. For decades, that used to just be straight up on CBS. How many people are pitching about the March Madness being on, on TNT and TBS and True TV? How many people out there are pitching about that? You know, it's just it's just mind blowing to me how, <laughs> how we're complaining about things that used to be a certain way, but now they're not. Because again, it's the value of, of these media companies are so dependent on how valuable their properties are and if you can make t tnt worth money because hey we got the nfl or well they don't have the nfl but they have nascar they have the nhl they have ncaa march madness on there they have the nba they got a lot of stuff that's on there right they got a ton of stuff on their channel and then turner can also leverage and say we got the MOB on tbs you know we have um we also have true tv which has impractical jokers has the ncaa tournament it it gets um you know nascar practice and qualifying in the second half of the season you're making they're making their properties worth more so that then they could go to the cable company and jack up your your cable bill because guess what the cable company is not going to eat that that increase in charge they're going to charge you more money for it so at the end of the day i mean, it's. It's the same games, they're just playing it on a different platform. That's what's happening. And that's what makes people blow their minds because they're just, they're just like, so, like oh, I gotta get the stream. Because they invested money in this. They realize, hey, people don't wanna pay the cable companies, this is great. We could get rid of having to deal with Spectrum, Optimum. Um, we don't have to deal with DISH, DirecTV. We can go right to the consumer, screw them as the middleman, and we can get them to decide why they should get us. Because that's what it is now the power is in the fan's hands more than it ever has been because the fan is now like do i really want this do i really need this and that's why they're putting all this stuff and all these properties are going onto streaming services because again the broadcast companies are all like oh we we, we still want to we still want our money so we're we're gonna go right to the consumer but like I said, I think overall, this is a great deal for NASCAR. More money. It's probably going to help whatever negotiations are stalled out with the RTA. There's a lot of things this is going to help. And I think it's going to make the tracks feel a little bit better. Uh, listen, NASCAR keeps probably half of this money anyhow internally because they own tracks and they pay out the tracks money for part of this deal, um, which helps the tracks stay you know afloat. They also now are going to have to probably pay the RTA more money. So there's... Um, you know, all kinds of, of things that are going to happen. So very interesting uh, topic and, and hopefully you guys understand why, you know, I think, I, th- I think it's a great deal for NASCAR. I think it, it helps the the industry. It helps a lot of things. Yes, it might alienate a few fans, but I think we're going to gain new ones because of it. So um, I'm excited for it. I think it's a great opportunity to, like I said, expand the brand, expand our reach um, beyond just, the traditional fans that we have had for years and years and years. So, um, change isn't always bad. It's sometimes a good thing. I think that's where we're at with this. And I think that the average NASCAR fan is not really affected by this. Um, again, there's some legacy fans that are going to be upset about it, that maybe this is a little bit harder on them because of where they are in their, in their stage of their lives. And, you know, that that's a bummer, but it's, you know, time marches on. I mean, it, it, you know it's the way of the world you know things are different today than they were 35 40 years ago in so many other ways it's either you got on on board with it or you get left behind that's how technology is these days so it just uh just is what it is unfortunately so now we're going to get into the very fun topic of how i got an rfk racing announcement wrong so we'll start this back on, I guess it was Monday. RFK tweeted out that they had a new stage coming. So I was like looking at him like, hmm, stage 60. I didn't really think much of it. So I was like, this is bizarre. Then they quote tweeted from the old Roush Fenway 60 Xfinity team. I didn't see at the time if they changed the handle yet or not, but I saw it said something. I think it said Xfinity still at the time. So I looked and I said, and it said, hello, their old friend. And I'm like, wow, they're going to announce that they're coming back to Xfinity. And it's going to be, a, it's like the the new version of the program. And they're just going to call it stage 60 this time around. Because, you know, we all know how much of a failure the program was. So I was like, this is great. This is going to be fantastic. So I went and I ran an, uh, I ran a, a story and we put it out and it was all over Facebook. And, uh, we got a lot of, views on it and um we we said you know rfk is expected to announce that they're gonna have a full-time xfinity program or i mean i didn't say it was full-time i think i said you know we're unsure if it's part-time or full-time but it sounds like stage 60 is going to be an xfinity program the 60s back they're gonna you know probably run multiple drivers in. It. it's gonna be a development car um sounds like it's gonna be a really cool program so then we get to tuesday and i realized we got a problem the Twitter, the X account handle is different, it is now Roush number 60 team. And the other thing I noticed was it said driver of the 60 at Daytona incoming, and it said 11.29.23. And next to it said hashtag Daytona 500. And I said to myself, well, damn, I didn't see this one coming. So RFK announced formally on uh, yesterday, on Wednesday, that stage 60 is a third a uh, cup car. It is going to be a part-time effort. They're going to run Daytona with David Reagan, and it's going to be the build submarines.com Ford Mustang dark horse. They've revealed the paint scheme today. It's a beautiful car. Um I think they did David Reagan dirty because if you look at David Reagan's fire suit, there is a piece of white, I want to say electrical tape over Brad Keselowski's championship. That is on the fire suit. They didn't even have a, a suit that really fit David ready to go when they did this announcement. It was kind of like Brad Keselowski's uniform. And they're like, here you go, we're just gonna slap this over. Cause if you look how they how they photo edited that picture from the, the darkened image to the the lighter one, you can't see the name, but it says Keselowski on it. So um, it was pretty funny when I saw that. I, I messaged a couple of people. I said, wow, the Roush, Roush were so desperate to announce this as fast as they could that they decided to uh, just throw him in into Brad Keselowski fire suit. They didn't even wait for them to make a fire suit for, for David Reagan. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have opinions of, of, of what Roush is doing. I don't mind what they're doing. I think it's a, it's a smart idea. Yes. Is it a copycat of project 90 or, you know, yeah, project 91, a hundred percent. It's a copy of it. But, um, you know, I think each one of the manufacturers now have one of these teams, you know, Ford Ford four didn't have one. So, the fact that it's going to be Roush is, is not really a surprise, considering how successful Roush was last year with, uh, you know, Busher getting those three wins and uh, putting both of their cars in the playoffs and having deep playoff runs by both cars, uh, I think speaks a lot to to the health of Roush Fenway, uh Keselowski racing. And I think it speaks volumes that, you know, you put a pretty good plate driver and David Reagan in that car. Um, They're probably going to make the race and they'll probably be in good enough of a points position where they're going to be able to make the other races that they enter because of, you know, point fallback. And, you know, I don't think the other part-time cars are going to run as much as the 60 might. Um, Project 91 might run a few, but, you know, it's Shane Van Gisbergen basically driving that car on a part-time basis this year. I, I don't think he's running a ton of cup races. I think he's running some but I don't think he's running like over like 20, you know, I think he's probably going to run about 10. Um, I would say would be a safe number. I mean, they might run seven, they might run five. I don't know. I don't exactly know what Shane's program is going to be. I know he's going to run a little bit of everything. Um, I would, I would assume Nissan trucks for some races. I would assume colleague probably the star car for Xfinity and, uh, they'll run them some, some in the, um, in the cup car. Unless Spire keeps their Xfinity program around. Then I could see Track House and Spire working together because they're basically working together with um, Zane Smith. And Spire could be where they run Shane in the Truck Series too. So it, it would make a lot of sense. But yeah, I just I just don't know. I just don't know where I got it wrong with RFK, man. But um, you know, I'm 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 human enough to realize that we all make mistakes and I'm human enough to realize that, you know, we missed it. It happens. Can't get them all right. Can't be a hundred percent perfect all the time. You try your best and, and sometimes even your best isn't good enough. So, you know, we'll move on. I mean, you know, it, it was not a crushing defeat, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't really think there's a ton else of, of news out there. It was just really the, the NASCAR media stuff and, and, and all the, like I said, quote unquote, legacy fans losing their goddamn minds over it. So, um, not a ton to talk about. I hope you guys have uh, had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys got to enjoy some time with some friends and family. Um, that's going to really do it for this episode. We uh, we got a lot going on in the next few weeks, but uh, we'll try to squeeze in episodes as we can. Like I said, usually um, after we get through New Year's, we could kind of commit back to doing like a once a week show, but Um, you know, the holidays is tough, especially with my other job. It's just, it's a busy, it's our like busy time of the year. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough when you, uh, (laughs) don't have a lot of time to squeeze stuff in. It was just today worked out beautifully just cause, um, yeah, I had some vacation time. I have to burn up. So, um, enjoying a few days off here before we, we get the stretch run into Christmas and and new year's cause they kind of, you know, come up on you quick. Um, and then you're, you're back to normal come January 2nd. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you, uh, enjoy the, uh, episode. I hope you enjoyed the, the, the conversation. I know I did. I think it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough topic, but it's, uh, it's a fun one. Sometimes when you can dive into it and you can look at it from multiple lenses and multiple angles, I think it's, it kind of helps everybody out, you know, when, when there's, such a controversial topic when you can kind of look at it in 20 different ways. So hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. I don't want to say next week, because I don't know if we're going to do one next week, but we'll catch you on the next one. And uh, thanks for all your support and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Crew Chief's Corner podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at the Crew Chief, on Twitter at the Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, TikTok at Crew Chief's Corner, and on the Anchor app at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.